0: n-e-t-s-u-i-t-e dot com slash w-t-f all right let's do this how are you what the fuckers what the fuck buddies what the fucking ears what the fuck nicks what's happening I'm Mark Marin. this is my podcast w-t-f welcome to it uh, today on the show I have Joy Behar. Joy Behar is here. She's a comedian and a host on a talk show called The View. Do you know about The View? She also just wrote a new book called The Great Gas Bag, an A to Z guide to surviving Trump world. You can buy that. But uh, Joy and I go back, kind of. I remember her from, uh, we didn't do a lot of comedy together. But uh, but I I, I always like her and I did appear I I was on the show. I have to I have to bring that up to her. I did her comedy corner thing on the view. God, how how fucking long ago was that? I don't remember, man. There are all these little shows you could do. Uh, Also on the show today, I have a brief chat with uh, Adam Goldberg on the phone. I did want to, let's read a couple emails. I, you know, like I said, I, you know, my life is pretty limited now because I'm working. and um, And my days are pretty much going to set and doing the thing. I can't tell you a lot about what's going on there. Heartbreak mix, maybe. this That's a subject line. Just listen to your convo with Lizzie Goodman. Good stuff. You mentioned that you spent the first decade of the new millennium listening to a single heartbreak mix. Help. I'm nine months into a breakup after eight years. I'm heartbroken, but stuck on the same old loop of Magnetic Fields and Hank Williams songs. Good choices, my friend i know it would be weird and or vulnerable to share but i was wondering if you might share a few of those tracks that helped you get through from one human to another either way thanks for putting yourself out there and for the show lonesome johnny lonesome johnny You got to pick your own tunes, man. You know the ones that work. You know the ones that solve the sadness in your soul. You know the ones that elevate sadness into beauty. You know the ones that expand sadness into something eternal and perfect and pristine but not damaging. Something that elevates the sadness to just part of the human condition that makes poetry and change so powerful you know the songs and some of them just make you rock your head and make you go like fuck it and other songs make you go like oh man oh she was so good she was the best thing and now she's gone and then you go back to fuck her i'm fucking rocking and then you go back to like oh why but hey man life is still beautiful and sadness is pure but i'll get through it man you know you got to find your own songs and it is too vulnerable i would i would be a little weird it would weird me out to share my heartbreak mix and i got to go back and find it i'd have to go back and figure out what songs i was listening to but it was very it was very um eclectic like for the feelings involved like you got to put a, some uplifting ones you got to put some blues on there very select blues don't overdo the blues just the ones that make you understand why the blues exist and then the ones that have sort of a anthemic kind of dark ballady feel the famous three chord situation the elevators and then you have to have a couple ones that are just screaming raw powerful you gotta mix it up gotta mix it up lonesome johnny and I, i can only recommend what you're looking for i can't recommend the songs to you but good luck with it good luck with it and you'll get better you'll feel better don't obsess about it don't obsess about it it only took me like a couple of decades to really let it go Here's one called white supremacists cancel a marching band contest. This is kind of topical because it's turned out. I don't think this resolved itself. But as of today, uh, this was they they canceled. Dear Mr. Marin, longtime listener, first time caller, so to speak. I felt like I needed to get something off my chest today. My youngest son, who's 16, informed me this morning that his marching band state contest was being canceled due to the protests by White Lives Matter, white supremacist group. They are protesting in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The championship was to be held at the university, MTSU. The university canceled the event due to safety reasons and concerns, which I understand, but it doesn't ease the disappointment and frustration of this group of young adults who have worked so hard since July to get to this point, not to mention the disappointment of the parents who have worked diligently with these wonderful, funny kids. My son's school is a large Nashville public school. Our music department has produced many fine musicians who play across the world, as well as great educators to have this contest taken away by a group of hate mongers is disgusting going forward i would just like to state to the supremacist your words do not matter thanks for letting a band mom feel better sincerely mary band mom that 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 protest was canceled from what i understand but i doubt that they were did it in time to to get this uh to get these kids back on their horns and drums and uh and you know, I'm sorry, Mary. You're right. You're right. This is this is the proactive, beautiful things that you know America should be should be known for, which is uh, contributing, community and uh, music into the world, educators, uh, creativity, and not just uh, just sweaty hate, sweaty white hate. You're right. Well, I hope they reschedule that. I do willem defoe doctor's offices hi mark loved your interview with willem defoe i was amused when he was talking about how patients screamed and cussed at his mother while waiting to see his father and then so sweet to his father when they saw him as you recall his mother worked in his father's doctor's office i'm an office manager for a doctor 25 years and let me tell you nothing has changed lol all the time all the time patients are rude and mean to the office staff when the doctor is running behind and has nothing to do with us and then they greet the doctor so sweetly if he says sorry i'm running late they will respond oh don't worry that's okay please as a public service tell your listeners not to yell at us for something that is not our fault because we don't forget that kind of treatment next time you call for an appointment it may be a long way to get one signed i better leave her name out of this (laughs) But I can tell you, from growing up with a doctor in the house, my father, if it's not an emergency and you're trying to get your father your doctor, <laughs> father, yeah yeah, to talk to you, uh, he might just be eating dinner or taking a nap at home. If you're waiting there in the emergency room and it's not an emergency, he might be at the movies and he ain't leaving. That's all I'm saying. So Adam Goldberg, uh, we're buddies, and he's stranded in Toronto making a TV show and he's wants to he's trying to crowdfund some support to uh, make a sequel to his film the Hebrew Hammer it's called the Hebrew Hammer versus Hitler um to be part of that to crowdfund and be part of the production go to the Adam Goldberg on Twitter for the link because he couldn't seem to come up with it in a practical way when I talked to him but this is a little phone call I had with Adam Goldberg he called me get your podcasts
1: out hello hey buddy adam how are you
0: i'm good how are you man what's going on what time is it there where are you in china
1: i'm fucking toronto man
0: yeah what time is it there Um, is it is it it another day
1: it's a it's it's 7 p.m here (laughs) what time do you think it is
0: I don't know. No, it's is it seven p.m.? No, it's yeah not.
1: seven p.m. It's like the other side of the world.
0: No, it's not. It's like New
1: York, it's isn't a, it? It's like nine. yes, it's one. It's a you know hour time difference.
0: So, what are you doing? Do you have? Uh, are you up there with the whole family? Are oh, you recording I this? Talk. Yeah, I'm recording it. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So, what what are you doing up there, buddy? I haven't seen you in a while. I miss you. Did they? Are you being held hostage by a television show?
1: Yeah, remember when we were in the car that day? Yeah, you were to, you were very, uh, you, were very you were very manic.
0: You were very manic and you had a lot of ideas about things. I hadn't seen you in a long time and you were full of uh, ideas and anxiety and when you didn't decide you were deciding whether or not you should go to Canada and then you were, mm-hmm. you were uh, upset about your house not selling and you thought maybe right. you'd never work again. There was a lot going on yeah. that day in the car.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The takeaway is I got a, real, a lot of really nice clothes from Mr. Freedom that day.
0: That's right. We went to the jeans store, and mm-hmm. you, you, after telling me you were worried about money, you spent like a lot of money on pants,
1: <laughs> I, which none of which I've worn.
0: Is that true? Um, You're compulsive.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm compulsive. So that day, or that day before, I think, or something, I was offered this show, taken the, this NBC show, and I took the job, and that's what I'm doing here in Toronto. Is
0: that that's is that happened. a show? That what season is? It, should I know that show?
1: I mean, I don't know that you should know it any more than I know any show. Um, it, it's uh, it, it's the second season, but only Clive and Jennifer, the two leads of the show, are are uh, coming back.
0: Well, what are you playing? What what's your character? Do you play a a guy? I don't a, know. You don't, I don't. I don't know how. And how, how 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 much have you shot? A lot.
1: Roughly half.
0: And you have no idea who you're playing.
1: I'm not sure. No, I play a hacker. I play like a like a like a like a kind of a Snowden esque character who gets co opted by the government, basically.
0: Oh, and how's the food on set?
1: I don't eat it. it I ate it for about a week, and I, I was I was uh, almost immediately sick each and every time. Uh, often so gassy on set that I'd have to excuse myself. Um, so uh, so now I either don't eat or I I uh, I'll have like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something.
0: Oh yeah, see, like I started shooting glow and like i you know i don't even know what it is like the the catering wait i'm sorry
1: back up should i have heard of that
0: yeah it's a tv show on netflix it's about uh female wrestlers oh
1: netflix i know what netflix is because there's a building outside of my house my old house that says netflix on it yeah that's 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 the building where you work
0: no i'm i'm on set in atwater uh on some stages yeah i'm I'm doing a tv show it's like it's like a 10 minute drive from my house it's pretty nice (laughs) Is that why you did it? <laughs> that's the only reason I took it. i like, this is shooting where? Um, that
1: is my, that's my dream. No, you get dream jobs. Your own show, which was basically, I don't know, let's just say it was shot in your house. I mean, yeah. I know it wasn't.
0: It was around but, the corner. Um,
1: but, but effectively, yeah. you know, rebuild my, my garage a block away. Yeah. And, and then this is like a 10 minute drive for you. I have to go to fucking relocate my family every time I work.
0: Well, what do you want me to you're, do about that?
1: You're blessed. You're blessed.
0: I'm blessed and I don't even appreciate it as much as I should. No,
1: and no, you don't. You don't. So in that drive, speaking of glow, I offered you, well, we had been talking for a while about doing something together other than my guest appearance on, on, uh, I think it was called Mark. Was it called Mark?
0: Marin. Marin.
1: Marin. Yeah.
0: We were going to go with Goldberg, but we thought that was weird.
1: Right. That yeah. would have been weird. Yeah. Um, right.
0: No, we were talking about doing a narrative film about two brothers, one who was in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a body involved, and yeah. there, we were at a country house. And then, I don't I don't
1: think you should give it all away. No, I I'm not. don't think you should give it all away.
0: But that was one. And I have another idea about a, pseudo, a mock documentary. You want me to pitch it to you right now? We're playing, we're playing ourselves, okay? You're Adam, uh, and I'm Mark, and we're driving yeah. across country, and we have yeah. some problems Uh, you know, uh, in Idaho, where we get kidnapped by uh, neo-Nazis.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's great. But I wanted to, I I added something. We're never going to do it. We're never going to do it. You you know why?
0: Listen to me. I added something. Their their goal in life was to, to kill you exactly like you were killed in Saving Private Ryan
1: well, you make a joke, but those are the tweets I get. People send me GIFs of me getting killed and saving Private Ryan. I'm and I'm sorry. like, yeah, that was the greatest day of my life. I'm you sorry, know?
0: I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're only reminding me <laughs> of one of the high points of my career. But, but yeah, that is a good, that's, that's very funny and ironic and uh, quite meta.
0: And disturbing. And
1: somehow related to exactly what I'm dealing with right now, um, yeah. which is the crowdsourcing or crowd, equity crowdsourcing of this movie, Hebrew Hammer versus Hitler. And when it was announced, I have gotten uh, more, you know, bedwetting uh, white nationalists with you know, yeah, dorky avatars,
0: uh, yeah, warming up
1: ovens for me. Then, yeah. then, I have since Sarah Silverman retweeted something I said about eleven months ago.
0: Just for the for the crowdsourcing, what is it? How do people go give money to it?
1: Well, you're investing in it. You're investing in it through this site called, well, Indiegogo. You know IndieGoGo, yeah, they're like Kickstarter, right? So IndieGoGo started this platform of micro ventures, which was a which was an investment site, and uh, it's equity crowd sourcing. So basically, you know, you can give a hundred dollars, you could give fifty thousand dollars, but you're investing in the film, so you're not just getting a mug or whatever. You're getting a. Uh,
0: Oh so no! You, you can get, have
1: a mug. I'll make mugs or whatever. So you, uh, you actually, your guy who makes your mugs, should make the mugs. Sure, but you, and, uh, you give money, your own part of the film,
0: and you get a back end deal with the donation.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You get some. You're part of the waterfall. It's all explained on the site. You know, waterfall. Um, so it's, you, you, you know how there's a waterfall and and and, and back end deals and and you know for you know the first money goes here, first money, second money goes here, third money goes here. So I don't know where you get your money, but you get your money in the back end. I say, I feel like I'm. So to getting, I, I
0: I got I gotta say I feel like I'm getting fucked already.
1: Uh, Well, it's because I've been saying back end a lot, um, and so that <laughs> it's hits so, a totally little close so, to home. It doesn't sound but, like that, I'm going to win, Mark. This. But Mark, no. let's let's be clear about something. Uh, I don't want your money. I offered you a role in as, the movie
0: as Jesus. I know,
1: and 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 yeah, it's Jesus. People, hello, people of 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 Mark Maron. You don't want to see Mark play Jesus Christ. But I'm uh, 54 and, years on, old. It's okay. It's okay. I understand.
0: So tell me the idea, and then like we're gonna drive. We're just gonna drive my thousands of people over to the Indiegogo site to get a piece of this movie. What happens to Hebrew Hammer? He goes back in time. Uh, well, he...
1: So well, here, here, just to be you know, so so to be clear, John Kesselman, was the writer director, and I made this movie, The Hebrew Hammer, in 2003. And at the time, I sort of was wary of being kind of over identified with with, with like something that sort of felt like a franchisey type thing and I, and also with being so overly identified as some sort of Semitic superhero, but but I kind of, you know I, I gave into it and, um, and it turned out to be kind of you know rewarding. and people, you know, it, turned, it was a kind of a cult movie and blah blah blah. so um, and also it like moved people, even though it's a completely ridiculous comedy it it it, 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 um, it offended a lot of people, but it but it moved. You know, it was like a Jewish power movie. It's a it's a parody of black exploitation films. But you know, I'm a Jew, but but, uh, but he's a you know, he's a Hebraic, uh, yeah, no, I, I know
0: I, I saw it. It was great. I like how you called it a franchise movie. Like, you know, like this is like, this is going to go on for a while. I mean,
1: well, all was... I'm saying is is it, it kind of lent itself to that. It had a comic book reality okay, to okay. it and that kind
0: of thing. Okay, So, so yeah. So, so now...
1: for a year, for, for the subsequent couple of years after the film was released people, and this was before Twitter or whatever, so I don't know where they were telling me this, I don't know, in the street. Friendster. Um, see seem to be clamoring for a sequel so in 2005 I said to John I was like we might as well do it but if we're going to do it we should go after the big kahuna I mean we went after Santa Claus in the first one or whatever we should go after you know Hitler and the only way to really do that obviously is to use a time travel device so so we kind of worked the script out John wrote it and um, you know it had gone through a variety of iterations and I, I would sort of had one foot in one foot out throughout the years but during the ascent of Trump over the last you know 18 months um, I swear to you, my inbox, my Twitter mentions were sort of like fifty percent, like a clarion call for resurrecting the Hebrew hammer, and fifty percent, you know, we're warming up the oven for you. It was like really, you know, tacky uh, anti-Semitic imagery from the '30s, and um, and so I really thought, huh, this has got a more it has um it has more context than it did before. Before yeah. it felt almost arbitrary. Right. And so I began to talk to John about doing a series of shorts that were literally related to Trump. Um, which were quite funny, actually, and we sketched out about five of them. And in the end, we said we should just devote all the attention, you know, all the effort into trying to uh, you know, make the film. And so we kind of bastardized the pilot premise of the shorts uh, into the campaign video, which is a, in effect that we're resurrecting the Hebrew hammer, we're bringing him out of retirement because of the rise of Trump. But the film itself makes no literal reference to that, although there is an infomercial star who becomes a um, uh, president of the United States. Um oh, and who yeah. uh, is rather demagogic. And then um and yeah, we need to go back in time and and you know
0: Deal with him. Of course
1: Hitler. it's a won- it's a wonky beta time machine. It's called a time sucker. Um a time sucker. Uh, and that's how we end up meeting Jesus, by the way, which is the which is the role that I wanted you to play.
0: You go back too far?
1: Yeah, it goes all over the place. It's I've been describing it as villain Okay, okay, wait, 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 show up.
0: Oh well, that's good. So let's talk about this Jesus idea. Is there any way that I could be like um the last temptation of Christ Jesus, like the the whole story of Jesus was was made up and I'm I'm actually in my fifties.
1: Well, okay, here's the here's the thing, right? So you were talking about your age and all of that. And then I went home and I started to think about it. Because initially, first of all, I was thirty years old. I was actually <laughs> wait, how old was I? I was Jesus' age when we made the first one. So when we started making the second one, I said I want to play Jesus because um you know, when you look at those composite pictures of what Jesus may have looked like, yeah. they always end up looking like a kind of black version of me. You know, uh-huh. um, and um, and so I thought, you know, that'll be funny because we'll go back in time and we'll meet Jesus and I'll play Jesus, and then you know I show him pictures of the way that Jew- the that Jews have been depicted. They, well, I play in both roles, so the Hebrew hammer shows Jesus pictures of the way that uh, Jesus has been depicted, and. You know, in Catholic and yeah. mainstream uh, uh, culture and art and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, we all have a good laugh about it. But then, once I started to think about it, I was like, I don't want to fucking play that role. I want something great. And, and I, I've been wanting to do something with you. Yeah. And it's like a, it's a no-brainer. And and uh, and you can, uh, you know, you can do it. And you can be out of there. You know what I mean? It's not like where okay. Oh, Yeah, Okay. So,
0: okay. 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 So that the point
1: okay. is, the point is, mm. I was thinking about your age because, right? I had forgotten he was thirty-three.
0: But
1: yeah. think about it. Think about the way guys actually aged in those days. You oh, know,
0: you, you think he looked fifty-four?
1: Of course he did. You think he looked like fucking, you know, Jared Leto, a twenty-year-old Jared Leto?
0: Sure. Who wouldn't no. want to? Who wouldn't want to kill that guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So okay. Um, so how do you get? How do? How do we? It sounds like a great idea. I'm excited to almost be part of it. And. <laughs> how, <laughs> How, how oh do, my so God! What? What? Where do people go? Can you make it? Easy? I don't know if, they,
1: if you go to my Twitter or my oh Instagram my and all that, I'm just becoming unabashed. You're, you're not. There's a, unabashed groveling going on. So it's like Lincoln Bio should be my new fucking uh, Twitter you're, handle. Why? Why, why um, frame
0: it that way? Why not frame it as you're? You're an artist that did a funny thing, and you've got this great idea to do this uh, sequel to the funny thing, and you need some. You're you 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 applying a. Okay, cre- I got it. I
1: got it. I got it. I got it. I'm an artist. And I did this funny thing, and I have this uh, idea of having everyone collaborate and make it with us so you're not only you're not only going to get to see the film you're getting to be a part of the film, and in success you too will be successful how is that
0: pretty good, but you don't know the yeah. you don't know the website
1: uh, it's, it's at Wow all right
0: I'll have to clean that up when we put this on
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you dude I I don't, you know. I, know, I don't listen, a, man. I don't make the rules. No, I know. enforce them.
0: I'm glad you sound good. You sound healthy. You sound well. You don't sound like you're sweating or worrying about things.
1: I'm on Prozac. <laughs> it's working. I think it kind of is. Okay, when are you coming back? Although February, can we? Oh my god! Can we please have a like a like a
0: oh, like a dinner? Date? Yeah, we'll go out with the girl or just me and you. I got to go watch you by pants again? Or do you want to go out with No, the, no, we'll
1: go out with the girls. I
0: I envy I'm, that you're in Canada. You know, you might end up staying there.
1: Please don't say that. Uh anyway, I'm proud of you, Mark. Uh you're I'm, I'm I I I am.
0: Thank you very much. And I appreciate um, that. And I yeah, appreciate oh yeah. our friendship, and I and I want you to take care of yourself. Stay in touch, will you? Uh,
1: yeah, of course. Well, yeah, I'm only a, you know, I'm only a, a a text away. You know that.
0: Okay, buddy. I'll talk to you later.
1: Uh, All right. Talk soon. Bye. As
0: I said before this thing, go to the Adam Goldberg on Twitter for the link to the crowdfund. And uh, yeah, get involved. Let's make the Hebrew hammer happen. Maybe I'll be in it. So Joy Behar. Yes. I've known her for years. Not well, but she's a comedian. She's on The View. She's done a lot of little talk shows here and there. But uh, years ago, I did The View when she had her comedy corner thing where you'd sit there in this weird little you know, fake brick wall corner that was built on the set of The View. In my recollection, I stood up and did some stand up and then sat down with her. She thinks I, that she just set me up and I just did the stand up sitting there. I don't remember. I just know there was a time where there were all these cable shows where all of us did them. And The View, it was sort of an interesting, weird little big deal. It's like that's a lot of people watch that. I'd like to dig up that footage of me on The View doing Joy's stand-up corner. Perhaps I will. I'll let you know. But this is Joy Behar. We talked about a lot of things, but she's got a new book, The Great Gas Bag, an A to Z guide to surviving Trump world. You can get that wherever you get books. And this is me and Joy. She was just here, by the way. This just happened. So this is me and Joy Behar. (laughs) You good? Good, mo- good morning. Oh, How are you? good morning! Look at you, good early in the morning, but you're all done up already. <laughs>
2: well, I, you know, I took, I had to do more last night. Last yeah, night. and I did access and rest of it. You know, when you're pushing a book.
0: Yeah, the book. Yeah, let's do it right out of the gate. <laughs> Joy Behar, the Great gas bag and A to Z Study Guide to Surviving Trump World. Now, when you wrote this, yeah, you know, it's obviously it's jokes. You Know and it's fun and, it, and it's cutting, but there's yeah. a lot
2: of mater- a lot of information also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know, and it's all categorized, but you know, you talk about everyone who's involved, you talk about the politics behind it, and you talk about him. But it gets progressively more scary and more difficult to make jokes, doesn't it? After a certain point,
2: well, yeah, but that's why we have to keep doing <laughs> I, I'm, it.
0: I'm on board. I yeah. mean, you
2: know, we're comics, yeah. and comics are going to save the world, in my opinion, yeah. Because- <laughs> well, yeah, because. We're the only ones that really tell them the truth. I yeah. mean, no one's telling the truth anymore, but comedians do.
0: Right, and they and they really stick it to him, and you yeah. know, it, and it affects him. There have yeah. been moments because, like, I get uh, you know, maybe a few months ago. There's, sometimes I get you know, I, I watch Alec Baldwin do his thing, right? You know, and then like there was a, a couple of times when he was doing that where I was like, oh, no, we're you know, he's going to blow up the world because of this, like, like literally, well, then, I Trump, thought, that mean, yeah, Trump, Trump, was Trump was would get so in, insulted that he was going to do something insane. Because of a comic. Hasn't stopped me from talking about him, but, but I. Well, you know, it's
2: interesting because I'm after him every day on The View. Right. Whoopee is too. Yeah. And but he never says anything about us. I no? think he's a little scared of the comedians. Yeah. He might be scared of us. Could well, he, he's,
0: he, he learned how to shut up. Like, yeah, I think he's pretending like he doesn't register it. Maybe yeah. he doesn't. I don't know how mentally ill he is. I know he's a little mentally ill.
2: Something's wrong with him.
0: No doubt. Yeah. And, uh, but you
2: know what? I don't even fault him 100%. It's the Congress and yeah. the enablers and the collaborators. The Vichy governments that yeah. we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. The craven sycophants and people that are willing to- uh, And greedy. Well, yeah, it's all greed. I I'm, yeah, I, I can't. But you've how? But you've been in New York a long time. You must have had other experiences with the guy.
2: I did. He was on the View a couple of times. He was there the day he came on to his daughter. Remember that? Oh uh, yeah, right. That?
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, it was Where he th- said he that she he would be dating her. If, yeah, uh, if she
2: wasn't my daughter. I mean, da- I said yeah. to him, "Who are you, Woody Allen?"
0: Oh, and he cool. kind
2: of laughed at that. Yeah, he, that's how craven got, he is. You
0: got through to him. And
2: then another time, uh, we had him on the phone when he was first campaigning. Yeah. I saw. Oh, I saw him at Radio City right at, a, at an Adele concert. There he was with Melania. Yeah. And I went over to say hello to him. This is before I realized how destructive he was yeah. going to be and how the fact that he was going to win. No one did. No one did. And he said, "Can you believe the numbers, the poll numbers?" He was even then. It was early. And I said, "Donald, what do you want to do this for? What yeah. what, are, what are you getting out of yeah. this?" And
0: what What he say Nothing,
2: the poll numbers. The poll numbers. So he
0: was just he was just excited that he, he surprised. Well, I mean, I talked to other guys, you know, I, you know, I had Jeff Ross in here and, you know, the the comics that knew him before, you know, and they, they're at the beginning, even Stern was not apologetic, but sort of like, you you know, he knew the guy.
2: Yeah. Stern. Yeah. Right.
0: You know, and then Jeff Ross was on you know Trump's plane and had a certain, you know, uh, you know, relationship and dynamic with the guy. Right. And their first their first thoughts were, you know, like initially they're like, oh, I'm a little worried about him. And I I would hope that that's turned around.
2: What like, do you mean they're worried about him?
0: Well, he doesn't eat well. He, he's out of his league. He's incompetent. He's in trouble and this and that. But now it's like, no.
2: Don't worry about him. I'm not
0: worried about no, him. No, no, you no. Know, I'm terrified every I, fucking day.
2: I went to his wedding also tomorrow You did? Yeah. My manager at the time, Richard Fields. You know yeah. who he was? I,
0: Rich Fields from uh, Catch. Catch. Catch
2: Rising Star. The other
0: half of Catch. Yeah. R- yeah. Rick Newman. Rick and, Noom, yeah. and
2: And Richard Fields was uh, his in some kind of business with Trump. Uh-huh. And so I was invited to the wedding. And it was like, first of all marla appeared like is it like a, the song of bernadette you know the when she went to lords and the madonna appeared to to bernadette it was <laughs> yeah. like that she sort of appeared yeah. in a grotto <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like i always say there, there wasn't a wet eye in the house you know and so uh, i get up to dance <laughs> yeah and uh, i come back to my table and the film is taken out of my camera
0: Real, like the godfather like
2: the, like the godfather like the kgb really I said, what does he think? I have a picture of him smooching with Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> why,
0: would they, why would they take the film Because
2: she was there also in O.J. Simpson. Um, I don't know. Oh, they right. didn't want any pictures. Yeah.
0: Hold on a sec. Okay. I got, I, got, I, got, I got to get new equipment, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
2: believe you got Obama to come to this neighborhood. Well, I,
0: I was surprised myself. <laughs> I, know. I, mean, I I don't even know where the hell we are. In, in are High- I, Highland Park. But <laughs> I was surprised myself. I thought, you know, if, the, if I was going to interview the president, it would be someplace... You know, co- you know, different. Yeah, the, the White House, maybe, but no, he wanted to come here. How, how it was you, an ordeal. It but was how did ordeal. you get him here? He wanted to do it. Like they, I think there were some staffers on his. Uh, that were fans of the show and they started talking about it. It took about a year for it to unfold. Yeah. But yeah, but eventually, you know, it happened and the they Secret Service came, everybody came and it was, it was, that was that.
2: And there was no, re- he didn- wasn't running at the time.
0: No, he was ending.
2: It was ending. Yeah. It so was, he just liked the idea. That's what I like about that guy. He'll yeah. just do something like that. Well, I think
0: what he said is he really wanted to get people involved in politics in a very general way. That's why he did it. He was reaching out to people to get involved, which I is see. a problem. You know, there's a whole side of uh, this political spectrum that are sort of self-involved you <laughs> And just you know, want things to be okay, yeah. And they don't do anything. No,
2: no, that's the majority, right? Majority. I I
0: have to. I think I'm part of that at some point. At some times, yeah. Even though with Air America, everything else during Obama, I was like, I think things are okay. Yeah, I'll be okay. Things feel good for me. Fuck it.
2: Remember when he was in office? We all relaxed. We knew the daddy was taking care of business. He wasn't provoking (laughs) North Korea.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, you did feel like someone was in charge, even if you didn't hear from him. You're like, I think we're okay.
2: Yeah, he's good. He's smart. He's not going to do anything stupid. Yeah. You know, I lived through the. Cuban Missile Crisis I don't know how old you are I was in college I'm older than you 20 years yeah and I I lived through that and I was afraid I was going to be blown up I really believed it
0: I feel that now I'm feeling that now In being in LA I feel it I I worry about it you really incinerated yeah yeah
2: but I don't believe that any government is actually going to pull the trigger first I think it'll be like a rogue thing
0: well but that's what North Korea is
2: Well, no, but they were government. They don't want to die. They Uh, know they'll die.
0: Uh, Yeah. 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 They don't want to die. They're having a good time. You're optimistic. You're That that Kim
2: Jong Yum Yum, as Whippy calls him, is having fun. You think so? Yeah. I think so. (laughs) It's like when I saw Saddam Hussein and the way he lived, I said, this guy's never going to do anything really destructive to him. Because
0: he's taken care of. They, he, he was on the payroll was for years. The, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, Kim's not on our payroll. No, not in a long isn't time. Isn't he on
2: China's payroll? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. But yeah. I think they're
0: pulling back a little bit. So, like when, like I remember when he started on the View because I did, uh, I did the comedy <coughs> corner. Do you yes. remember you had me on there?
2: Oh yeah. When the hell was
0: that? Like, how long oh, ago? Like, I'm
2: there twenty years. Right. Two years off for being fired, but then I came back.
0: Right. Well. But but um yeah but, that what, was
2: a long time ago. Right.
0: Like was it did the eighties? i did good yeah i remember i felt okay about it i was always a little angry and a little weird but i mean but you had me on i did I, I did well yeah it was, it was sort of an interesting setup it was just on the view set there was a corner that was made out of <laughs> boards and you sat there and then you go stand in front of the people and come sit with you for a minute And i
2: sat you up i set yeah, you up you right know.
0: but like i i was trying to figure out where for years i thought you were jewish i don't know i, I just I assumed know.
2: i'm <laughs> not i'm italian I'm I, both sides i know yeah
0: and i i, I think i've worked with your daughter A million years ago.
2: Yeah, she remembers you.
0: Yeah, I don't Wait, think was,
2: was that politically incorrect.
0: She was it politically incorrect. Yeah. She was at HBO Downtown. And I was doing short attention span theater. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, that's and, right. She worked you, there.
0: Yeah, she yeah. worked at HBO Downtown. Yeah. And I was always sort of like, Wow, Joy's got a daughter that old.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm older, I'm older than I look.
0: No, you look great.
2: Thank you. But I'm older than I look. But where'd
0: you? Where'd you? I
2: started you... later than every other comic because I had a job. I was a teacher. I raised a kid.
0: Well, where, where'd you grow up? Where'd you come where, from? Williamsburg. Oh yeah. Brooklyn. Which old is Brooklyn. Old, old well, style. I, mean,
2: I used to hang out at a mozzarella store. I mean now <laughs> in Williamsburg. So before
0: the Polish <laughs>
2: The Polish were in Greenpoint.
0: Oh, that's right, we're Greenpoint. In the Italian. Section. So Williamsburg. And was then all... there's the
2: Hasid's over there too. That's
0: right. That's what it was. It yeah. was like one side Hasidim, one side Italian.
2: Yeah, my my mother worked for the Hasid's. She was a uh, sewing machine operator, and she worked for the Hasid's.
0: That was. That's where they all were. I remember yeah. when I was growing up, it was like Williamsburg was for the Jews. It was for the real Jews. The
2: real. The, 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 the real heavy, heavy duty Jews. Yeah. So you
0: grew up in that, and then there was tension, right? Eventually. Well, no, no,
2: no tension. No, I grew up with bookies.
0: Yeah. You know, and yeah. and
2: people like that, and you know, it was it was a, it was was actually an interesting childhood although it was sort of sad I never went to camp I never learned to swim I never rode a horse I just hung out at this on the stoop playing jacks my whole life (laughs) it's kind of of, somebody said that's so sad
0: yeah I don't know it's pretty exciting no (laughs) I I think you
2: know it gave me material
0: yeah but like how many kids in the family just me Really? What kind of Italian family is it?
2: The <laughs> one with the hysterectomy. <laughs> We're
0: going to stop it now. That was it.
2: <laughs> My mother had a hysterectomy after I was born, so she never had another one. She did not anymore, I guess. My father was a compulsive gambler. We we never had a dime. Oh, really? he, he was a truck driver. He worked for uh, his his idol was Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Because he was a teamster. Yeah. And you know, did you realize that the teamsters in those days this is this is the way unions operated? My father got his birthday off. Yeah. Right. I mean, who where I mean, the fuck do you hear that? That <laughs> your father, that the grown men who are driving trucks are getting their birthdays. That, off. And that
0: was in a contract negotiation yeah, somewhere. It was. Our guys are going to get their birthdays. That's off. right. <laughs> That's and they're going to wear
2: hats and have a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and now all they want to do is bust unions. Yeah. You know, and the reason that we could even have food on the table it was because my father was in a union. Yeah. Even though he gambled most of his money away. But it was enough left <laughs> right. over.
0: So what kind of what kind of truck where did he drive? What for who? Coca Cola. Oh really? Yeah. So he was the, he worked for Coca Cola. Yeah. And he was a union guy union. driving Coca Cola right. around. That's right. Yeah, stopping everywhere to get on payphones to bookies.
2: Yeah, exactly. One time he he played the horses a lot. Oh yeah. So one time uh, he was in staring into space, and I thought he was having an epileptic seizure. He was just listening to the results from Belmont. He was. I'm serious.
0: <laughs> he just hypnotized. It's like,
2: what's the matter with you? And then he said, "With the oh, running, a-
0: here they come." The, yeah. That whole thing. <laughs> he was
2: really degenerate gambler. Oh
0: really? Yeah. But did he go to like? Did he go? Did he play cards or anything?
2: No, he didn't play cards. Just the horses. That's and all he liked.
0: So did you have guys coming to collect money at the HFC house? HFC called.
2: Yeah. House finance so um, oh, really? uh, they yeah. called my mother and they said we're going to take your furniture. She said take him leave the furniture. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a Good stuff of her, huh? you know. Oh man! She,
2: I say, why don't you divorce him? She go, Where am I going to go? Right. Well, How about around the corner, of the
0: Gomandangalutz's <laughs> house? <laughs> I leave, get out. Yeah. She, someone hooked me up. The neighborhoods were tighter then, right? Everyone oh, took yeah. care of each oh, other. yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> everyone knew he was a degenerate gambler. They probably felt bad for your mother.
2: The whole block were degenerate, <laughs> degenerate gamblers. The bookies <laughs> lived next door. Some guy named Nenuche. He went to jail. Yeah. I say, what happened to him? They say, Oh, he went to college. College. <laughs> he didn't even go to elementary school. What are you talking? about (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: but that's exciting and your mom worked for the the hasidim
2: my my my, wife the hasids yeah they used to say rosie come to my daughter's wedding you'll dance with my wife
0: she's like what (laughs) why would i do that (laughs) they're a very odd uh, bunch but uh yeah i mean i get in trouble like sometimes because like i'm a jew and like and i sometimes make fun of them and then a couple of them will email me and they'll be like what are you doing why are you making yeah yeah, they're, more, they're listening
2: to the show, though, huh? One or
0: two, just one or two. And I, wait, the one of the guys, he's no longer a Hasid. he he, he, <laughs> he criticized me, and then he said, I understand. Then the next thing I know, he's out here. He's trying to be an actor without the curls. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he bailed he bailed on the Hasid.
2: one time I did a set at Catch and these two Hasids came oh, out afterward yeah. saw me on the street and they yeah. said I hear you like Jewish guys and I said not that Jewish <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so
2: I, yeah my ex-husband's a Jew <laughs> the one I have now is Jewish but the Hasid no
0: Yeah, the, you're not that far on the spectrum the look you're way, is... you're way on the spectrum <laughs> too far off on the spectrum <laughs> I like the middle range the middle range
2: <laughs> but so, you, you basically have given up stand up
0: haven't you no no I just put oh, a, you I still just, do it. I just did a special on netflix i'm out every week i go out to i usually work oh. out the comedy store here i wow. go tonight that's great oh yeah yeah i just did uh, the best special i've ever done i mean like the you know for for netflix i never stop no i just sort of <laughs> i'm just off, off to the side no, like, so
2: you're a welcome work- workaholic you said
0: <laughs> a bit you know i do i mean i, I i'm compulsive i because it, it, some part of me doesn't see it as work like I, I, there's still something about comedy where I'm like it's a, it's a privilege in some way it to is. be successful at that. It
2: is true. It and is. I'm
0: shooting a TV show now, you know that I'm on. So like I feel that it's work, but I'm yeah, I just keep going. I so you're pushing. actually
2: making some money.
0: Yeah, I do. All right. So wait. So when did what did you do? Okay. So you grew up uh, playing jacks. You know, with a <laughs> with a compulsive gambling father. Go uh, up on the roof. A, a guy car.
2: would expose himself. I'm really early years of exposing men. <laughs> Just they were jacking off in cars in the neighborhood. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I been going, going on forever. It's going on forever. <laughs> men.
0: Yeah. They're it, men. It, that's right. This what is it
2: with guys though that they and feel dicks? like like when they yeah and they would, like send pictures of them as if. No know, no true. woman is that interested in seeing, a, like, a flying dick. Yeah,
0: I didn't feel like a detached dick. Maybe yeah. if it's
2: attached and the a dick is doing something. Yeah. But to just see the actual penis is not interesting to I women. I don't
0: know. Have you have you talked about this with the ladies?
2: Yeah, you know, we, we discuss this every once in a yeah, while. Like, we try to figure out men and where they're coming from. Like, what's his name? Um, Uma, Uma. No, the one with the schlong. What's his name? Anthony oh, Weiner. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Weiner. Like, he yeah. sends a picture of his dick.
0: Anyway, let's go back to comedy. <laughs> so what? You grew up there and then what happens? Forget about it. No. Because I don't... Re- like when I was coming up, I don't... Like I remember you were always on TV. I don't remember seeing you doing stand-up, but I was not always in New York.
2: Well, I was always scared of stand-up. I've I'm, I'm always been a little nervous about it. Even though I do it all the time and I have been doing it for 20, 35 years right? at this point. But there's something about it that scares the shit yeah, out of me. Well, and so well, I get nervous before I go out and I just can't... T- I mean, Jay Leno said to me, why? why are you always on panel when yeah. you come on this show? Do some stand-up. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to.
0: It's hard, that five, the eight-minute set? I,
2: you know, you have to really work that out. The 8 and I didn't set, have, yeah. And I had the kind of set that was not like a, like a set-up punch. You're a talker. Yeah. 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 So it's hard. I mean, like Rita Rudner, she was good in those. Remember yeah, she
0: One-liners, yeah.
2: one liner she sure. was
0: good. Sure, and, and the, she had a whole character Stephen going. Stephen
2: Wright, Same fabulous. Thing. Yeah, but that's
0: not like who you are. You're not a character act.
2: You no, know, like I they know. had,
0: they had very specific personalities. I,
2: emo Phillips, yeah. Why? Judy why, why? you, you pick than? those
0: four? Those four, the the opposite of your style. I mean, Yeah, of course they were. What good. What I'm but, saying
2: is that type of thing works better in those little yeah, five know, minute but, spots. But,
0: yeah, but I mean, you know, Jerry can do it, and uh, you, you know, Louie can do it. Yeah, you can do it. You say, you know, I just and, was. I,
2: I don't know. I I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable. Well, where did you
0: start doing stand? What did you do when you, you, you what you went to college, and then what was the job? Did you go to college? I went
2: to college. I Where? graduated Queens College. Oh, yeah. Free. Twenty sixty four dollars a term. Yeah. And then I and then I got married. Right away. Like twenty two. Oh yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. I met him in college. He was great and smart.
0: Good turned, guy turned
2: me into a socialist basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jewish. Yeah. And then um, we had a baby. Yeah. And then I had like a little bit of a breakdown. I was, I was trapped at exit 60 on the LIE while I was, he was getting his doctorate at Stony Brook. So I went and got my master's degree.
0: Oh, you did? And you... then I
2: then I really freaked out. It was like, get me the fuck out of here or were... I'm going to kill somebody. Where was...
0: were you? In Brooklyn? No,
2: in, in, Point, in Long, Long Island. Island. Long Island, right. yeah.
0: Oh, so that was it. So you saw your whole life, then what I, it was going to look like. Well,
2: I had grown up with Italian people all around me. You know, my family, my yeah. cousins, my yeah. aunts and uncles. And now I was all alone in the woods there with two basset hounds and a guy who's getting his phd and i'm like i gotta get out of here <laughs> or i'm gonna have a break and a baby and so we moved to Queens.
0: what was the masters in
2: uh english education yeah i became a te- I was teaching yeah so you then, moved to Queens. So where i had i was funny at parties mark yeah, you know yeah. I was where like, was
0: it where'd you move in queens
2: forest hills mm. had a really great apartment there oh, was yeah. a balcony and everything oh yeah um, and then, um, what happened? I mean, then I you got, were teaching. I was teaching and then I said, I can't do this either. This what is year?
0: Like, like what, what? High who? school, high school. Oof. How was that? High school English. What, like, um,
2: it's not easy. I can't
0: teaching imagine. Is, it. It's a very hard job. Thankless. I imagine. Oh, well, it's like, so
2: completely thankless. And all you do is work, mark papers, make up tests, spend the, you know, your whole life marking papers. And then
0: I imagine like the percentage of students that don't give a shit. It's got to be heartbreaking. It's hard not to take that personally. I would imagine. Well, yeah,
2: and you have to be a disciplinarian. Yeah. And I'm, that's not my personality. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to tell people what to do. But you
0: got it, must have been rewarding to have one or two good kids. Yeah, right? I did have a few good yeah. kids. Yeah. I did. How long did you teach?
2: Uh, oh, several, many years. Oh, really? Lower East Side. Oh, when, really? Yeah, Lindenhurst High School I taught at. Wow, The so home of the Bunt. Lindenhurst. They used to have Bunt meetings there, yeah.
0: Oh, no kidding. Yeah. The, that was the, the pre, what is that, German club? Is that who Yeah, it? like the Germans yeah, were there yeah, in the yeah. Lindenhurst during the yeah, war. Right.
2: And, um, and then, so then, um, then I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. The teaching. Yeah. I, it was not, I didn't know what to do with my life. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> were you depressed? What did the breakdown look like? Did you, were you just like. You're,
2: Crying.
0: You're, you're like scared, you're your husband, were you yelling at him?
2: Mean to him probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know like, even what, what you, I don't know. Where
0: did you take me?
2: What, <laughs> why, why, why am, am I? I out here? Blaming right. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was really my fault. It wasn't his fault.
0: Well, well, it's good that you had that moment as opposed to just die inside.
2: You know, in those days, women would accompany their husbands. So I was accompanying him in his life. Mm -hmm. He was getting a PhD. He was a professor.
0: Really? Of what?
2: A sociology professor. Where at? A Dowling College out on Long Island. Okay, and so uh, he was—he was in, loved it. Yeah, and I was miserable. I didn't know what I, who I was, what I was doing. All I knew is that I could get a laugh. Right, that's all I knew. <laughs> so I said I'm going to go into television and become like maybe a producer or something. Right, and so I get a job as a receptionist at Good Morning America.
0: Oh, really? What year's that?
2: That was 1979.
0: Who's on? Who were the people? Joan
2: London and David Hartman
0: oh wow yeah. I remember them remember vaguely them? sure when and I was the,
2: the mock, when I tell you the worst receptionist <laughs> I was the, 8 o'clock in the morning they call me up and they'd be like uh, where's Joan London I say how the hell a wind out? <laughs> Well, I don't know where wait, she is. Wait, when
0: she was on break? Or yeah. What? No,
2: she'd be off the air that day, maybe yeah. lactating oh, somewhere. Right. She had a lot of kids.
0: Right. All right. So she, like when she had a day off, people who were watching would call? They'd
2: call. Where, <laughs> where is she? I'd say, where are you calling from? <laughs> Canada. What what do you care in Canada? with are Joan London. I was terrible. <laughs>
0: yeah. They,
2: I, this is a funny story. Yeah. One time we had Albert Speer on, the Nazi from the yeah. Third Reich, yeah. the architect. Yeah. He was a guest. He wrote a book. Right. And I, as a receptionist, had to feel the The complaints.
1: The, the, Jews? So the, 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 the angry the, Jews? The angry
2: Jews are calling. Yeah. Was that Albert Speer you had on this morning? I say, yes. The Nazi? <laughs> How, what do you mean you had a Nazi on morning television? I'd be like, yeah. I don't, look, I don't book the show, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, it was like, and yeah, you know, I'd I make jokes. You have to fly them in from Argentina. They're right. a pain in the ass. What yeah. do you want from my life? Right. And so I, I never got promoted uh, for years there. Three years, I never really <laughs> got so promoted.
0: The, the, like I could just hear someone like the Nazi. <laughs> what do you do? What, a...
2: what do you mean you have a yeah. Nazi on television on morning television? Maybe it'll be better at night. Yeah,
0: Now they're on TV every day. <laughs>
2: yeah, now they're not the
0: original crew. No,
2: not the, these. The neos on. Not are, are the ogs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: These are these are the originals. So you
0: never got promoted.
2: So I never got promoted. Then I got fired. And I had a bit of a near-death experience because I had an ectopic pregnancy. I was still married.
0: Uh, that's then the I got that, divorced. That? That's the one that grows in the tube?
2: Yeah. I, I really. Horrible. It's, it's death involved there. So I almost die. I get a divorce. And then I get fired. So I'm like in the trifecta. And, and
0: you got a baby. And I is have she a kid. Al- She's 11. Was she oh, was 11. All right.
2: Okay, so now I'm thinking, what the fuck am I going to do now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? I you're you're not getting a lot from the uh, sociology professor, I imagine. There's no money there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's one
2: thing you'll never hear is uh, you know, rich sociologist. (laughs) (laughs) Those words don't go together. Mm -hmm. So now, what am I going to do? Yeah, I'm going to do stand up.
0: What was that moment like? So I was like, how do you do it? Where do I
2: go? So, so I, I get like five minutes together.
0: How? Just wrote it.
2: I sat with somebody one yeah. day, and I said, "He says like you, yeah. like, but except he wrote everything I said A down." Friend of yours. Sort of. I, I paid him. Oh, I found this guy. <laughs> I paid him.
0: <laughs> that guy's and got a hell of a racket. He, he said to me, you know, I'll, I'll
2: write him. down what you tell me. So he starts writing yeah. things down like, you know, I never went to it, camp.
0: What was You paid him like, what was his <laughs> job? Wait, where'd you find that guy? I need someone to listen okay. to me tell jokes.
2: I can't tell you every single thing in this period of time. Okay, it it's a half, long time ago. But right. I was in a show. I, I looked in Backstage Magazine. Yeah, And I saw that they were hiring people to, for a show called Fun with Jane, Apologies to Dick.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. And
2: it was going to be like chorus, a chorus line where you developed. Right. So in that milieu, I oh, found this I, I guy. I see, I see, okay? I see. Yeah. So he says, Let's "Just be. Tell me a story." He would write, 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 and little jokes would appear. I didn't yeah. even know I was saying. Like nothing.
0: you said, what was the one you just said that you? You, um,
2: you know, my family uh, didn't believe in camp; they believed in stoop. Yeah,
0: right. you know what I right. mean? stuff right, sure. like that.
2: So he'd write things down.
0: That's one of those great early jokes. <laughs> the early are, jokes. Is a, is a, is a, it's not it doesn't even have three beats. You know, just a turn, <laughs> and you hope that you know you're hoping that the stoop will get the laugh. And like they usually did. Yeah, yeah, sure. In New York. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I'd say, you know, like uh, they never took me on vacation. Uh, they try to pass the uh, the cemetery off as a trip to the country, which is a true story. <laughs> I only told true stories. What so do they you g- mean
0: they, t- they took you to the cemetery? Like, because it's nice it's and quiet? It's a very supp- Italian
2: thing. They'd be picnics. We'd have sandwiches. I swear to God. Really? And take, oh, by, i I take photographs.
0: Near, near relatives or no?
2: Dead relatives okay. were in the ground, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and
2: live relatives <laughs> would make the veal and pepper sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> we go to like Saint John's Cemetery oh in Woodhaven. My God. So I tell the guy everything yeah. and now I have like a few a few minutes. And I try it out like for friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, they they laughed. It went into the five minutes. Right. And then I would try to get on at the improv. And of course Silver Friedman never put me on. I, I
0: got in there at the last uh, at the end of it. You, you had know? to
2: hang out there for like two till two in the morning in those days. Oh,
0: everywhere though. What year was that though for you? That was
2: like nineteen eighty two
0: cuz i like 84. i got there i got to new york like in 89 and it was it was over you know it was just me it was, done, yeah. it was me and uh, <laughs> jerry diner
2: <laughs> jerry dinstein changed yeah. it to yeah, diner yeah. yeah
0: jerry me jerry diner and bob shaw you know and uncle dirty
2: uncle dirty <laughs> yeah yeah All
0: right, so like so silver so 80 what'd you say 80, 83 what? 4 so it was it was still it was almost it was it was not the heyday
2: Yes, it was. Still, it, yeah, it was. I mean, uh, Kinnison was hot. Robin would stop in to catch a rising star. Catch a rising
0: star, but we're talking about the improv. Yeah, so the, no, the
2: improv never put me on. I I went to catch.
0: Right, so you get you went I was to Silver yeah. and she was nasty. No,
2: she was a not nasty to people. She was not nice to women comedians, except to Carol Siskin. She was nice to her, yeah. but not to me. Yeah, I say to her, look, I can't stay up till one o'clock. I have a kid, and I have and I have to get up in the morning. And what did she say? It's not about your talent, Joy. You don't hang out here enough.
0: Uh, yeah
2: you know yeah no i know so they there all want no to the help tube. there was no help look
0: i look i for years i had problems with lewis you know like i lewis for the, yeah for the same fucking reason like i for, i <laughs> i mean i tell you man because you know i got there in like 86 and all my buddies were going over the catch and you know he was making todd sit there for three hours to do a one in the morning for four people
2: todd todd dumb barry Todd Barry, yeah. he's funny.
0: He's great. He's really funny. No, though. they were good guys. You yeah. know, like I come from the same generation as Louie and Nick DiPaolo, and yeah. a lot of them were working by the time I come down. I guess I move in '89. You know, and uh, you know, and I, he just yeah come down you know, hang out and i'm like i can't fucking hang out i I could not tolerate him having any control of my life yeah and for years i held a grudge right for years i know a
2: lot of people have grudges against people like him who ran those clubs sure
0: but the funny thing was is like you know and i've talked about the grudge and i like it it was really active for a long time and then last year for the new york comedy festival which he books yeah you know they asked me to do carnegie hall and i wouldn't even do i wouldn't even do the new york festival because of him and i'm like I guess I got it. I'm gonna do Cardi like yes. I'll do do it. Yeah, and and now I'm I'm okay with Lewis. That's
2: right. Of course, it's like if if, you know if he's not putting you on, you're not gonna like him. But what are you gonna (laughs) do? That's his job. It might
0: have been right. He might have been right. At the I, time. Sure. Well,
2: weren't you in the alternative comedy no, crowd? No, there was no
0: alternative then. Yeah, with
2: Journey Garofalo. No, that
0: was the mid 90s oh. that that happened.
2: Oh, that was later?
0: Sure. Oh. So, like, you know, like, but in the late 80s, I was a Boston comic. I moved down to New York and I'd I started in LA as a doorman at the comedy store, got fucked up on drugs, went back to Boston what where kind I went of to drugs college did you at use? Coke. And and yeah. pot and booze and went back to Boston and started my career doing one nighters, you know. And then I come down to New York to try to get on at those clubs. And all I could get I could get Barry Katz's club, the Boston Comedy Club. But that was a decade before alternative. I mean, that alternative oh, I thing. See. Yeah, I mean, I was just. Um...
2: I always thought you were in that crowd, but you're no, not. I was.
0: But you know, but we were almost everyone in that crowd at the beginning were, were club comics. It was me and Jeff Ross and yeah. Silverman, and you know, even Janine started in clubs. None of us came out of nowhere. Yeah, but... it was just a, a different. Uh, venue
2: yeah most of the comics I came up with were 10 years younger than me you guys were 20 years younger than me right yeah because I started later
0: right so yeah. who was your crew like in 80 what 82 well, Susie
2: Esmond oh yeah and um um Lou DiMaggio
0: yeah
2: uh, Seinfeld was still was around at those days Gilbert S- Gottfried sure uh Kinnison, um, But um he
0: was out here and he would go there occasionally Joe Kennison. yeah
2: yeah he would just kill rodney dangerfield used to come in all the time
0: oh fucking rodney
2: rodney he was funny with the, did you
0: work his club he was the
2: original guy with the bathrobe out in the street remember? yeah well that's
0: because he had that club he had dangerfield so he made it like his house dangerfield
2: like his, was a scary club it was pitch black you didn't know who the hell you were talking rick
0: messina to. used to book it yeah back yeah. when he was nothing everyone gets big man <laughs> It was a scary club. Iram Kasdan was always there.
2: We all did pretty well. <laughs> yeah. We all did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, as you say, it's a privilege uh, to be in this business. And
0: well, yeah, if you make and, it and through, well. yeah. If you don't
2: make it, you got to get out. You got to get no, out. No, who do, do
0: you know else. that gets out?
2: I know. I don't know a lot of people who who we don't <laughs> hear about are still right. on the road.
0: I know. I know. It's it's tragic and it's difficult and it, you know. But I know very few. How? What are you going to fire yourself? That's the fuck up thing about. <laughs> About comedy is like somewhere in the back of your head, you're like, yeah, I, c- I could still hit. And yeah, no one's going to tell you, like, nah, I don't know.
2: You know who's really funny and still t- trucking around? Don Herrera.
0: Oh, no, he's great. I see him all the time. He's
2: so fucking funny. He's great. I love Tom. I go to see him wherever he is. Yeah. I travel to Belmore. I always see him. Oh, yeah. He strikes me funny. He's great,
0: oh, yeah, he's great. Well, last
2: time I saw him, he's so fat now, and he's Every like, I got, about, I got about like three months to live the way I'm going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> His eyes are closing. Like he looks I, at, the eyes are closing. Yeah, he looks really, like a little Buddha. Oh my God. We, I go eat with him sometimes. He works a store out here a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so okay, so who? So it's you're a catch, and it's uh, the uh, mid-'80s. Yeah. And yeah. it's like it's still, like, the early-'80s were crazy, but it stayed crazy there for a long time, it right? It
2: did, but I started to get work. I started How's to- How was that
0: first time on stage?
2: The very first time I got on stage was at the Improv. Yeah, and it was like and ten o'clock at night.
0: Dirty little corner,
1: and it
2: was packed. Yeah, and I, ki- I swear, I'm not yeah. bragging. I killed that night. Yeah, so now, fine, you killed one night. Right, fucking deal. You so now, now I'm thinking I'm not doing this again. Even though I killed, it's too stressful. Right, but I come back to it about six months later. Yeah. And now they put me on at 1 in the morning, same material, in the toilet.
0: And there's like nine people. So now I'm thinking, what
2: am I going to do now? I'm not doing it. Uh, I don't have the ability. I could (laughs) never get a grip on it. I could never get a grip. Oh
0: my God, those late night spots, man. To
2: this day, I walk out there and think I'm going to bomb. I always think, oh, they're going to hate me.
0: Really? So somebody who wrote a book about creative
2: visualization, she says to me, listen, you need to go out there and think these people are going to love me. I'm going to be so funny. I said, are you trying to ruin my act? Because (laughs) I need to negative warm-up yeah yeah. i need a negative warm-up otherwise i can't do it but
0: i used to do that too i, I mean i used to listen like to the opener and, and i'd think like and i think you can sometimes feel a crowd like you know when you're in a club and you watch the opener you're like that that table's a problem yeah you know oh yeah. right and, and when <laughs> you're just like that can't own but uh but I'd look for that. Like if for years, for most of my career, I'd be like, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be gonna terrible. They're going to fucking hate me. And then I'd go out there and then right away, you're already fighting. You know, right away, you're like, you're, you're defying them to like you. Yeah. Like, it took, like five years ago, something gave way. I was like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like it was the best, the best thing. I started doing larger venues and I'm like, they're here to see me. I don't give a fuck. I live up here. I've been up here my whole fucking life. Yeah, I know what's going to happen up here that hasn't happened already.
2: Well, that's that's good that you do that. That's I just good. don't.
0: I'm not afraid anymore.
2: I, I sort of feel that way about my life in general. Like, right, like, well, that's good. That's better
0: because I don't feel that. So I guess one the other. Well, like, what, like other. let's
2: say taking on Trump. Yeah. It's like unless they're really going to come and put me in jail. Right. It's like, what is he going to say? You're old. You're fat. He's already <laughs> said all that to me. <laughs> you know. I mean, what is he going to say about me? He's already yeah. written in his book, "I have no talent." Yeah. You know. So fuck him.
0: Oh. Wait. <laughs> He wrote that about you? He singled yeah, you out? Yeah, she has no
2: talent, he said. Oh, yeah? In one of his books. Because he didn't like that I did a joke about his hair. Uh-huh. The guy comedians were all doing hair jokes, but right. when the woman did it, he didn't like it. That was my, my first tip-off, that he was a total misogynist asshole.
0: I don't know. I used to see him when I did Conan. I did Conan with him once, and, and I it he, he, he was scary to me. Like it, He felt like a connected guy. Like he, It felt like You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: We don't think after all those casino exactly. deals that he's not in bed with, right. he's going to find a horse's head on his bed. Yeah, yeah. But his know. wife lives with a horse's ass, so we're <laughs> even. <laughs> but, but, but.
0: He just felt, he felt scary to me. Like, you know, I saw that he was, everyone treated him like a clown, but Because he felt, he's
2: a bully, that's why. Right. He's a bully. Yeah. I've been dealing with, listen, Bill O'Reilly came on The View and tried to bully me. I'm on t- it's on tape one day, he said, he goes like this to me, shut up, listen and learn. Says to me on wow. the, on the view, yeah. Five minutes of listening of like watching this. I get up and I say I'm walking. I just walk off the set, yeah. And Whoopi follows me. I said I can't sit with this asshole bully. I said, like, "Listen and learn." Fuck you. Who are you? Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. Who are you?
0: Yeah, no, you stand up to everybody. I, and I, it I... turns
2: out he's a complete moron. Thirty-two million dollars he had to pay somebody yeah. last night on Mara, I said I wouldn't fuck him for thirty-two million dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw you with Huckabee. You gave you gave it to her. You stick it to him. You stick I it stick to it him. to them. Yeah, yeah. They
2: they come back for more. Nobody really gets that mad at me apparently. The politicians don't. No, nah.
0: Well, they're like the, we, they
2: don't we, take it seriously. We're comedians. That's why I say we're the most subversive because they don't take us seriously. Right. And so they think, ah, oh, it, who cares what Alec Baldwin's doing on television?
0: Yeah, I, but it, you know, it, it gives a lot of people sanity because, like, the the more right. sensitive people that you know, like, are are are, are sort of more progressive and, and somewhat balanced in in a different way. They have a different uh, you know system of thought. Like, if we don't get the funny to them, you know, they'll collapse into themselves. Yeah. That's like, you know a lot of them a lot of us are fighters but you know you you, you get tired of fighting and you get depressed you know there is a a sort of futility and a hopelessness that like for a while there like I had to watch I had to watch Bill I had to watch John Oliver just to make sure yeah Yeah. just to make sure you know every week that you know there was a counterbalance to this so I didn't fall into complete hopelessness
2: well you know I think that that's the, one of the purposes that we serve which yeah. is saying it. I mean not to give us so much credit that we're like Aristotle and Socrates yeah. but it serves a purpose I remember when one time I was watching Gilda Radner on the Johnny Carson show yeah. and she said to him when she was a scared little girl up in Canada yeah. she'd watch Carson at night and she'd say okay the world is okay because Johnny's there <laughs> yeah. and it stuck with me that little uh, rap she gave that's, You know,
0: that's touching
2: it's very touching it's true I mean we, you know people watch the view and they yeah. listen to you yeah. and they say okay they're still okay so right? maybe things are not going to be
0: so bad. Well, that's why I still like live television. You know when I see it cuz it's like hey, this isn't pre-recorded cuz for <laughs> for years like like I still don't like I I still like just sit down and see what's on yeah because somewhere in my heart and in my mind I think there's a guy operating it like there's a guy choosing to put this on now yeah you, you that's know? right but there isn't so so it's all programmed by you know whenever but like when people are alive I'm like okay that's happening now yeah so there are other people in the world yeah
2: well that's the secret of the view too is that. Some, one of the secrets is that it's live. Yeah. We're making it up as we go along yeah. like you are.
0: Right. No, so, it's great. It's, you know. It was, it was an exciting time. So when you did stand-up... Yeah when you did it like you were were you working as a comic did you get that were you headlining were well, you out I had, there there was
2: a booker named Ruth Stern do you remember her
0: I don't remember Ruth she Stern. she was
2: the most annoying person you would ever I mean I remember
0: a couple of them but I didn't do a lot of those one nighters in New York She was Roger so, Paul I knew
2: Roger Paul was hit booker at that time she was yeah. a booker that was at the Friars Club and uh-huh. they'd say the, the joke about her was that she was so annoying they threw her off of Schindler's List <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the joke that's a classic Friars joke <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and, um, and she used to book me in the Tri-State area yeah. country clubs and things because i couldn't travel I had a kid yeah and so i i gave i give her a lot of my uh, credit so cheers. you
0: were doing like what uh, two two person shows you go out I with do, an opener they or have what? an
2: opening act and like I a would,
0: young comic would come out yeah. like a new guy yeah
2: because the jews i'll give the jews were the best audience they, yeah. first of all the jews pay for entertainment yeah a lot of groups do not uh-huh. and they would pay for it and they're in the country clubs or wherever they are in the theaters at the b'nai B'rith or at the yeah. jcc wherever the hell they <laughs> congregate and they pay you yeah
0: and they liked you they
2: Liked me, I would say ninety nine percent of the time. There was always a one percent where it was like orthodox, and then they would turn on me. <laughs> yeah. One group was a rabbi, and his wife were sitting there, yeah. and I did a joke about I don't know uh, about uh, that movie um, where the uh, Melanie griffin falls in love with a Hasid.
1: Yeah,
2: and I, I don't know, I can't remember
0: the joke. <laughs> and caused um, <laughs> some trouble. Though. She was
2: like, "Oh, can I try on your tzitzis? You know, yeah, you yeah, did, right. your would look so good on my right. tzitzis." Oh, and yeah. they wanted their money back. <laughs>
0: That's where they drew the line. That's that's it. So they helped me
2: a lot, and then I would get shows. I got a show called Way Off Broadway in 87 on Lifetime. Larry David was one of my writers.
0: Oh really? Yeah. But did you do? Uh, did you do uh, any of the uh, hotels? Were they still around, what like uh, in the Catskills?
2: Oh yeah. Right. I did the Concord. You know, I did the <laughs> Nevelly. I did all of them with their smelly back rooms. You know, just schivats. Yeah. You, you know, and I did those. Yeah, I did all that. <laughs> they were, They paid some money. You know. Yeah. I, I made. A, I made a decent living.
0: They're all gone now. All gone. Yeah. All
2: and, gone. You know, gambling's coming up there. They might come back. Oh yeah. But not the way they were.
0: No, because yeah. Yeah, like it must have been. Must have been towards the end though, like in the eighties, right? But it yeah. was still like well, it was still New York Jews. Even coming the nineties,
2: I think. I used to do Fold's View.
0: But was it mostly Hasids or was it all kinds?
2: No Hasids. They Not were regular yet? Jews when I was there, yeah. Regular.
0: Regular. Regular,
2: regular re- reforms. <laughs> well, and they're a good audience.
0: Sure, because they're like the that's the sort of history of American comedy. Part of it is it's uh, Jewish. It's all yeah, it comes Abs- from up there. Right. Absolutely. So uh all right, so wait, so you Larry David was a writer for you? Yeah, on, he was a
2: writer on way off Broadway. Yeah, that cool. was a TV show? T V show on Lifetime. On um, had Rick, Rick Derringer was my band.
0: Oh yeah. Rock and Rick, roll, roll hoochie. Yeah, we still had uh, you know, alone. Laura yeah.
2: Branigan, we had on Daryl Strawberry, a lot of good people.
0: Yeah, you've done a lot of shows in weird places. <laughs> like yeah, like like network wise, like because I was looking at your your yeah. your, your stuff. It's yeah. so like you are, you're on TV a lot, but you were in some of those zones. Or sort of like, what, what channel is that?
2: <laughs> HLN. <laughs> I was on HLN. I had I had a great show on HLN. I wish they had not canceled me there. But
0: what was the what, what year was this way off Broadway thing?
2: Eighty seven. Huh. And then after that, I got guys... that like
0: the beginning of lifetime. Was that the Yeah,
2: I think it was in the early sixties. What was the show? It. The show was a variety show.
0: Oh, that was that. With okay. music
2: and, and interviews and stand up.
0: Wow. So yeah. and, and people come and Larry was there? So you were and friends Larry, with Larry?
2: Yeah, I was friends. I'm still friends. Larry would do like cold openings. Uh, uh, with him, he was in them.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> a, a character Larry Block, I think, was the name yeah. of his character. Right, and he said to me recently, he said, "That's where I really started to learn to improv."
0: Oh, really? Yeah, on go, that show. like he
2: does on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Was Rethusiasm. that before
0: Fridays or after? After
2: Fridays, right? Yeah, it was after. Okay, so and that, he, he was broken those days, you know. Yeah, he needed the job. He,
0: he didn't know what was going to happen. No, he how would he know? It. He did you did you ever see him do stand up?
2: Oh yeah, he's notorious. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, and catcher on. He just walk. All the comedians would come in when I he know, would get on, right? Because they knew that he would walk out or turn on the audience. I mean, if a, a girl would look uh, at her or, watch during yeah, his act, he yeah. would, "Well, you bored?" And then he would walk off. One time, this the great story is he came out there. He just looked at the audience yeah. and went, eh, "I don't think so," and yeah. he walked off.
0: <laughs> and Lewis would tolerate that, but make me sit around all night because
2: Lewis found that to be funny, I guess.
0: Well, no, you got to, back in the day, it was like you you were kind of half hoping someone would lose it. You know, the, no yeah. one does that anymore because everyone's got phones and people are so self-aware and they're self-conscious. But when early in the 80s, yeah. I, I, I saw so many comics just snap out, just like fucking lose their minds. <laughs> on well, stage. there were a lot of drugs in those days. Sure. But yeah. like, like was Belzer around
2: then? Oh, Did, yeah. Belzer was MC.
0: Right. So, yeah, okay. So right, you babe. were a catch then. I was at catch yeah, the, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a sweet guy. I love him he's great but all
2: this conspiracy stuff that he's been talking about with about JFK is now coming to fruition finally he's gonna, we're get, gonna get the, see pa- it. the
0: papers yeah. yeah but like but who else was there like that was the mid 80s so that was a big time
2: but he was there for a while before Richard Lewis I got are there. already gone Lewis was in LA yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, like who were some of the other Colin Gottfried Godf- Godf- Colin, Colin there... Quinn yeah he's a
2: great guy I love Colin he's a
0: sweetheart so yeah. funny I, yeah I love him too I, I, we, we, there's some we have a there's some tension with us like, why I, I what really, kind of tension I don't know yeah, we, I, You know, I, I was an asshole, I guess, probably.
2: People like your podcast. You turn yourself in a lot.
0: Yeah, I do. And that's yeah. good. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get him on, but he's like, you know, I said, do we have a problem? He goes, we might. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> is there anything I could do? <laughs> Can you know we? who
2: else was around at that time? Oh. I, mostly in Boston, though. Jonathan Katz was so funny. Oh, he's
0: great. I love yeah. Jonathan Katz. Oh, he's great. He very subtle. You know, his, his jokes were...
2: <laughs> the, the, he had the guitar act that was funny.
0: It, oh yeah, no—the guitar at the end where the voices come in because the pre-recorded voices. But that joke he did about—you know—when does life begin? You know the the argument, the debate about when life begins yeah he goes for me it's after that first cup of coffee
2: <laughs> and, uh, i can relate it's clever
0: <laughs> but you know like taking the, the the abortion yeah how you can do an abortion joke you know and then you know, d- disarm it yeah no he's great yeah i've had him on here i did uh, the dr cat show
2: i did that one too where people say you know what is there anything off limits for comedians yeah is there anything off limits for you you asking me yeah
0: what, you whatever it is, you got to be able to handle it. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. So whatever's off limits is, is your personal capacity. So you want to try something, you know, you want to push the envelope. Yeah. You know, if you can shoulder the burden of what might come at you, uh-huh. then then so be it. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. it is so nothing's off limits, but. On the other side of that, you're going to have to answer for it, yeah, if that's you right. go too far.:
2: I know, I, I like to shoot up. I don't like to shoot down. right you know? So yeah. if you shoot up, you're I think, you in pretty safe territory. But you know, look at James Corden, he got in trouble last week or two weeks ago yeah. for making a joke about Weinstein on, you know, and Rose McGowan, she took a shot at him only. Yeah. Not a lot of comedians were doing it, but why him? And I thought, you know, he's making jokes about Weinstein. He's not making jokes about the victims. Right. So I think that that's okay.
0: Well, there's a lot of angry people, a lot of, uh, you know, and rightfully so, and it's a difficult climate. to, You know, it's like you, you, there was a time where... I come from a bunch of comics, like from Kenison. I, you know, I spent time with Sam, yeah. where you know pushing the envelope was what you did. Yeah, like you know when, right. when, like there was a when, when all of a sudden it's like you can't do rape jokes. There was a lot of comics are like, oh yeah, well I'm going to figure out how <laughs> Chris to do Bro- it.
2: Chris Chris uh, Rock was doing that. sure date rape jokes.
0: Yeah, so so like and then you know there are repercussions, but again it's it's legal, it's your right. Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck but then you you're gonna want. Get the blowback, but that's it. That's yeah. what when people ask me about that. Well, it, is there censorship? No, but like you've got to be ready to take the hit or answer to it. There's a
2: lot of PC now. I mean, and people are always taping you it. they're they're allowed to or not.
0: Taking you you out of context?
2: Takes you out of context in a comedy club. You could say something and then it appears on Twitter out of context and then you get screwed. So it's a little bit, I don't like stand-up anymore like that. It's inhibiting.
0: But there's PC, but there's also just things that evolve. Like, you know, it's like, all right, I, I can take the word retard out. Yeah, I don't need to use that word anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, tranny. Okay. I yeah, mean, not, I, yeah. I, it's not going to kill me not no, to use that word true. anymore. So there's evolution too. Like there's a lot of words that people don't say anymore because over time yeah. they were hurtful.
2: Yeah, but it's not the word. I, I can relate to what you're saying yeah. about the word. I can take the word out. I don't need to sure, use the word right, tranny. Right, right. I mean, I was chastised by, uh, by GLAD one time when I was on by HLN. Who? GLAD, you know, yeah. the uh, gay and lesbian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they, because I won a war, an award from Glad, so yeah. uh, I'm, I'm on their side and they know it, but yeah. they called me up and they said, don't use tranny, it's it's offensive. I said, yeah. really, I thought it was affectionate. Yeah. And it's not.
0: Well, there's arguments so within don't the use community. It, yeah. right. RuPaul said he's he, he's fine with the word.
2: But <laughs> that's <laughs> RuPaul, he can get away with it. I know, I know, I know. It's <laughs> know. like, I can say bitch and yeah. cunt, maybe yeah. you can't.
0: I, I've thrown a few cunts around. <laughs>
2: You know, the Brits use twat and cunt I know. I, for I, everybody. The I've dog used, is a cunt, the, twat I know, I know. Is, the cat is a twat. I've
0: used that defense before. It doesn't, you know, they're like, move to Britain then, you cunt.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, Lenny Bruce made the case. It's just a sure. word. It's just a word. But it, it depends on the intent. If the intent is to harm and hurt you, then I'm offended. But if it's not to yeah, I, harm I, you.
0: I, I don't, like, I don't register it. You know, I got, you know, uh, I uh, yeah, I, do, I don't register it the same way, but we're comics, Yeah. you know. So our sensitivity, you know, like I when I hear stuff after yeah. being around comedy for decades. Yeah. You I've heard everything. You know, the, on stage or off. You, you know, know,
2: I want to tell you something. I was on Access Hollywood set yesterday. Yeah. How it was, was that? And, and like being in a spaceship. It was actually fine. No, yeah. they were fun. It was yeah. two two women that I liked. Anyway, there was a guy there who came up to me again and he works on on the air. He goes, I, I really love you, Joy. You're doing great show. Yeah. And you're so inappropriate yeah. all the time. I say, really? I said, really? <laughs> I said <laughs> uh, "Like, give me an example. Oh, there's so many examples, I can't even give you one. And I'm thinking, is that the word to describe me? Inappropriate. <laughs> And I th- I don't think that Mark Maron yeah. and and Larry David would think I'm inappropriate. No. And Susie Essman they no. don't think. But this guy thinks I'm inappropriate. So what t- to your point about yeah. comedians we have a different way of speaking.
0: Well, also like you know uh, it, like inappropriate that to, to him that just means it might just be you make him uncomfortable because you ask questions <laughs> that you know put people on the spot. Yeah, maybe it like, might could, be a misapplication know. of the what does appropriate mean <laughs> in the context of what you do. I don't You're know. the one that's supposed to be inappropriate. Well,
2: the Comedie. we are comedians, right. and that's what's. Uh, yeah, we we're, were social
0: morons. We uh, <laughs> we you know,
2: are in a way. No, no doubt. Gotten, just, all of us got in trouble as kids. Every one of us.
0: I've had girlfriends tell me like not to do it at parties. Like don't make it about you. The whole thing, and I'm like, <laughs> oh. so, all of a sudden you got a black belt in in storytelling and telling jokes. You don't want she doesn't want to be upstaged or what? Not this one, but like years ago.
2: Oh yeah, do you have a girlfriend now? I do. Yeah. And, and so, what's she like?
0: She's a painter. She lives in a different world. Oh. Like uh, an yeah, abstract artist. That's good.
2: You don't want a comedian for a girlfriend No,
0: I tried that once. Yeah, who, yeah. who was that? Anybody I know? Uh, no, she was a. I don't think so. Mishna Wolf. That uh, she was a. She was a comic. She's not anymore. What, I she, see. I married her. You married her. Yeah, and then that didn't work out.
2: But, you know, like you said before, how I mean, does the comedian fire herself? You say she's not anymore.
0: Well, I don't know what happened there. She wanted to be a writer more. you yeah, know. And a she, yeah, a lot of comics
2: became it, writers. The smart
0: ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, if you have the discipline to sit there and do that part.
0: Well, the people that were able to say, like, oh, I've got this talent, but do I want to live that fucking life? No. So yeah. I can. How do I apply this talent? Otherwise, you yeah. become a producer. You become a writer. Yeah, you yeah. know, you write for other people. Yeah,
2: but I think a lot of those people would like to be performers. Yeah,
0: but they couldn't cut it. Yeah. I mean Judd Apatow's back but like what's he got to lose <laughs> yeah but <laughs> you
2: know? I, he's not a funny comic is he, he is he's a funny stand-up he I've is. never seen it
0: well you know he started as a stand-up and then he became went out and he became a joke writer and then a producer and he made a billion dollars and now he's back doing stand-up he came back around he starts doing stand-up again but he's humble like he knows he's about he's about a middle uh-huh. you know
2: he's a middle act
0: right but uh-huh. but he's got he's a great joke writer he wrote jokes for everybody yeah, right yeah. so we watched him sort of work it out and work it out now he's got a special and uh, the joke were great I mean and he was great He, you know he, he got the, back on it what's
2: the persona you know if you don't have a persona on stage that's probably what we're talking about when they become Finding writers the persona, they yeah. really didn't have a persona what
0: took me 20 years to, to uh, become me
2: it doesn't happen overnight.
0: Like it's like your persona. <laughs> yeah. What you you didn't decide it. No, you just like it come out of you. No,
2: but you know, because I was forty when I started, I yeah. already had a, a persona, a personality, and I had a whole twenty, thirty, forty years of material already.
0: But you were do- you you done a lot of things.
2: Yeah, you. I had you done were the who you are. People say, "Oh, she's the one who's a teacher, or right, whatever." Right, right. But you know, when you're twenty, you don't have that much information. You're
0: growing yet. up in public. It's hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his persona is like he's a father. You know he's uh, he's aggravated about things. He, That's good. Yeah, no, he, he's it's good. It, like it has it, a point of view. Definitely has a point yeah, of view. Yeah. And he worked hard. And I yeah, you know, I'm going to talk to him. I don't know. I think like he's been on here before. But he had a special. Hour. So, but so how did you get the view? How did that happen?
2: I, I went to a. Um somebody booked me for free Yeah, for Milton Berle's 89th birthday party
0: <laughs> so you did all that friar shit huh you were always I always...
2: was always because they were the ones who were booking me yeah. so I was involved with that group so this guy calls me up and he says you know it's a big party at yeah. the Waldorf and could you get up and do 10 minutes so I say alright so I go to the Waldorf with yeah. my husband who's now my husband Yeah. and we, we're sitting there and who's in the audience uh, we just filmed in Barbara Walters oh, Arlene wow. Dahl it was it was like Madame Tussauds over there <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> Esther Williams uh swam in oh my gosh. and uh, so I get up on stage <laughs> and I talk about how Milton is 89 and the wife's like 50 yeah. and I do this analogy to Salman Rushdie who got married while he was in hiding three times yeah. because you know he's, he's a guy the yeah. women forget about it. Yeah. something like that yeah. and I get off and they really a lot of people laughing and I get yeah. off and Steve as my husband says to me well, everybody was laughing except Barbara Walters I said, "Well, I'm not going to work with her. What <laughs> do I give a okay. shit? She's a newswoman. What <laughs> do I care?" Yeah. A few months later, they yeah. call me in, and uh, then I got the job on the View. She was, she was watching.
0: Uh huh. She doesn't seem like a big laugher.
2: She can, <laughs> she can. <laughs> okay. There Sometimes you go. we call her the comedy removal service. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the CRS has arrived. But she, she get, you know, she's good to me. She gave me the job.
0: So yeah, so you were the original crew.
2: I was with Star Jones, Meredith Vieira, and Debbie Matenopoulos.
0: De- oh, I don't Debbie. remember her. Debbie. She was only on for a oh, year remember, and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. Then she went
2: to the Insider. She got a nose job and she became a, 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 one of those girls. Yeah. who's but the other one? Vierra. She's a terrific Viera? girl. Married to She's
0: amazing because she like she's one of those people that it seems, she just lives on television. Like, like she just always looks I don't know There's people that are Just television people
2: Well she's, no She has a real life No She has three children Right She has a husband Who has MS uh-huh. Yeah she's, she's got a real well, life I know there. But I
0: mean She just fits on TV She fits like, she, No matter Like for for ages Do you know what she I mean She has
2: the right features That's And the I right mean. voice That's what I mean I have the wrong features And the wrong no, voice
0: No I like that though That's what makes you It's raw <laughs> You know what I mean Like you know what I mean? It's well, like I'm it's not a
2: news reader, but if you're a news reader, you have to have a certain but, nose. But I
0: like that energy because Regis too. Regis is raw. You know, like he, but he's a broadcaster. But he's like all over the, the place. best.
2: He's great. Let me tell you something about Regis. Yeah. That man had to get out there and make some, like Rumpelstiltskin every fucking day. <laughs> and one time I saw him at the gym. Believe yeah. it or not, I was at the gym. Yeah. And I said to him, "What are you going to talk about?" He goes, "I got nothing." <laughs> and I, so he goes on the air, and I'm watching him, and I hear him say to Kelly or whoever the hell yeah. was there at the time, "I ran into Behar." I I said to her i got nothing that was his story <laughs> that's it
0: <laughs> that's it that's brilliant oh no it's i i was a big fan <laughs> yeah. with kathy lee the two of them like i would watch it as a guilty pleasure because it was like real live tv that's right and she was nuts
2: she was a little nutty and,
0: and, and like he know, was she's just... a,
2: she was jewish and became a, a born again or something oh yeah she's jewish her name is kathy epstein or no
0: something. yes stop it
2: i'm i'm not kidding
0: really yeah she gave it up she gave up the She's Jew. She's
2: Christian now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's wild.
2: Yeah.
0: And now, and what's that other woman, Hoda? Hoda. Hoda. Yeah, yes. Where did she come from? Uh,
2: um. What do you mean? Where would she come from? I
0: don't. I like. I don't watch a lot of TV. But it's just one day. The two of them are there, and I'm like, how did that? Where's? I that? don't know. Who knows? And I watch The View. I, tur- I sometimes I turn it on. I'm like, who? Who are, who are all these new people? <laughs> I know. What's this rotating thing? Uh, I know.
2: <laughs> I know. It's true.
0: But you were there at the beginning, beginning, and it was a it was a great idea. Got a lot of huge press. And you, yeah. how long was that first run?
2: Um, well, it's twenty years. on the I air. know,
0: but you say you didn't. You do I went to like, a, like
2: sixteen or seventeen. I got fired.
0: Why'd you get fired? I the f- who who fuck the hell, does hell knows? That? They
2: got rid of me. Then they begged me to come back.
0: They got rid of you. Yeah. What was the What was the uh, thinking? The excuse. That? Yeah.
2: They said that uh, they have, were firing a Republican, so they had to fire a Democrat. That's a lie. That's bullshit. What, the blonde I, I was girl? Fox-
0: was it the blonde yeah, girl? Yeah, yeah, What was Please. her name?
2: Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Uh, is she still on? No. She went to Fox, uh. and then she left Fox, and I don't know where she is now.
0: So then, so so they, they they when you when they asked you to come back, did they sweeten the deal?
2: Yeah, I said, give me the show me the money, and I'll come back. And also, they said we're going to talk politics and we're going to be smart. Oh yeah. So I said okay, and it, you know, it wasn't that smart in the beginning, but it's got it's gotten smarter.
0: So what about the friars? <laughs> like you know, you were hanging around all those old Jews for yeah. all that time. Yeah, yeah.
2: I watched them drool in the in the in the, in the luncheonette there. <laughs> Henny Youngman, he'd be in like a coma, t-
0: a coma. Yeah, he turned a weird color towards the end, didn't he?
2: He was si- he'd be <laughs> sitting there and just like his head down, and you say hi, Henny, and he'd go like this: "Take my wife, please."
0: No, he did. Like, not. He, yeah, he'd, he'd wake like, up saying yeah, that. Yeah, out of a yeah, Ugh.
2: like start his material. Right So, away. but
0: you knew Freddie Roman.
2: Freddie Roman, yeah, and
0: uh, and all those guys were Freddie uh,
2: Roman. He had the, like this articulation. He'd go. Uh, he'd say, you know, it was so and so has cancer. Yeah, you know, cancer. Cancer <laughs> on behalf of the members of the Friars, like as if he always <laughs> He went to elocution school yeah. in England.
0: Alan King.
2: Alan King. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was
0: around, right?
2: I opened for Alan King a couple of times. He yeah. would drink like a pint of booze back there, gin, and then go right? Gin and then go out there and kill.
0: It's 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 a weird thing when he <laughs> learned the backstage. Habits of people. Yeah, that that's how he got into his place. Also,
2: uh, Don Rickles. Oh I opened, yeah, I worked with Don Rickles. Oh yeah, and he'd be back there drinking and. Oh you know, yeah? he said that's the only way I can get out there.
0: No kidding. Yeah, I you know, I've seen it before. I was never one of those people, but I understand it because the same kind of nerves that you have and that I used to have. Yeah, like but they if have I, it too. Right, but if I did that, <laughs> then I'd just be loopy. Me like too. Like they know how to manage it because like, I remember when I did Conan once and Alan King was on that I looked in his dressing room before he got there because I was talking to Frank and they always bought the little tank array. it was yeah. a tank array, yeah, yeah. A bottle of tank Yeah. because yeah. he needed it
2: he needed it that see I, I, the problem with me is that I couldn't do drugs or alcohol I really was not capable of it so I had to go out there just with raw <laughs> craziness and anxiety that's and why that's it's what, hard for me and
0: that's, that's, what, that's what serves you but when, I don't have a crutch that's a, you really don't
2: I don't have a crutch I need a crutch yeah I don't have one I never took Valium to go out there Nothing. Susie Esmond and I are on the same page but we talk about this all the time
0: I love neither her. one of yeah. us
2: of course she's the best yeah
0: neither one of you have it. no crutches yeah and you did some you did some acting I did yeah, How's I was in going? Hall
2: Pass last couple of years ago. That yeah. movie by the Farrell Brothers. Oh
0: yeah, Farrelly Brothers. Yeah, Farrelly yeah they, Brothers. Use, they use a lot of comics. It's good. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they're they're kind of fun.
0: And where, did you work with Woody Allen?
2: I've been in two things with Woody Allen: yeah. Manhattan Murder Mystery. Yeah. And that last thing he did, A Crisis in Six Scenes. Yeah. Not funny. Not funny. I think no. Nah.
0: Did you have? Uh, were you? Uh, did you have a version to working with him? Because of his history? No. Not no, really?
2: no. I in fact I, you know what I no, I'm not I mean you know, when I did Manhattan murder mystery, yeah. it was right oh, no, in the middle right. oh. of the of the whole thing. Every day was the big headline about Sun Yi on the post. Oh
0: oh really, yeah.
2: And um I mean, it's a it's a skeevy what he did. Yeah. It's a skeeve. Let's yeah. face facts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to sleep with the kid yeah. and then take s- pictures of her naked and leave them around and Mia Farrow had to find them, that's disgusting. Yeah. But I don't think that he molested the kid, the little one. Yeah. That's a whole other perversion.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, and and for- So that's where
0: you fall with it. You don't think he did that? No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. It's
2: not that I don't think it. I, I talked to a social worker who said that she was in touch with the experts at Yale University who, oh, uh, yeah? who basically cleared it on that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah and and you know, so he did and, and Moses, one of his kids, yeah. said that he didn't. Yeah. So I don't know what the real truth of this of it is. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: But it was it was it interesting to work with him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, because he's to, standing
0: right there. That's what he doing. Just yelling, to right watch
2: there. the way he operates. You know, he only does one take. Yeah. He doesn't have this one single take. shots and yeah, he doesn't go into a lot of takes. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and um, you know he he only was talking to Diane Keaton on the yeah. set. He uh. say, he ignored me completely. Everybody yeah. sure ignored everybody. Well, but this last time when I worked with him on Crisis in Six Scenes, I gave him a joke. Oh. I mean, I said to him, you know what, Woody? The way you did it last time was better. Yeah, really? He said to me. I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to do it the way you said. And I thought, look at this. <laughs> look. And oh, the God. funny. Here's I'm the, writing for Woody Allen. Here's the funniest story about Woody yeah. Allen, and then we can wrap okay. this up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you, yeah. I feel like I'm living with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: okay. So
2: when I did the audition for Manhattan Murder Mystery, yeah. I just had to get up there and he just looked at me. He didn't even ask me to do anything. Yeah. I was supposed to play Ron Rifkin's wife. Oh, yeah. Jewish. Yeah. So the the costume designer um, uh, said to him, you know, she's not Jewish. Uh-huh. And Woody said, does she know this? <laughs>
0: I didn't know. That's very funny. Well, thank you for talking, Joy Behar. It was a
2: lot of fun. This is a very interesting thing you got going here, man.
0: I appreciate it. I'm so happy for you. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, that's it. That's our show. Don't forget to go to podswag.com slash punch to get an official signed copy of Waiting for the Punch. That's P O D S W A G dot com slash punch. Thank you, Joy Behar. Thank you people uh, be careful out there on Halloween no one comes to my house except my neighbor's kid because it's a big hill it's a big walk up to the garage but uh, I'll play some song I'll play something that I've probably played before somewhere all right hold on hold on <laughs>
1: I <laughs> Boomer list.